Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, we're back with another edition of Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. I hope you're enjoying it. Spotify, Apple, wherever you download podcasts. And of course, if you're listening on Wobble 1190, 107.5 FM, welcome. Of course, make sure you follow us, rate and review us, do all the things you need to do to listen every week. We talk about the big movies that are coming out each weekend and uh, the greatest movies of all time. This weekend, another Marvel's film hits the uh, shelves marvel's eternals so chuck and i are going to look back at the marvel pantheon of film and pick out our five favorite ones uh just with marvel above the title uh, there have been superhero movies that involved some marvel superheroes but we're going to just stay in the marvel universe and we're going to bring him in right now uh chuck curry now chuck uh let me ask you this right off the bat excitement okay. level for marvel eternals on a scale of one to ten ten being most excited about seeing this film uh, for me personally, yes, one. I mine. I would argue mine's either a one or a two. Now, what would you say the general public's excitement levels at? Well, it's tracking at around a seventy-five million dollar opening weekend. It did uh, around ten million on Thursday night, so there is interest. There's no so doubt. That, it, it there is definitely interest. So about a seven or an eight, then you would say, right? General public, yeah, yeah. It appears that way. Yes. Well, uh, we'll see what happens. And, you know, Dune made a quite a bit of money, too. Not a, now, a here's the here's the thing. It's the ton first of money. I think it's not the first, but uh, it's it's a Marvel movie that is. Um, below 50 percent positive on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. The consensus so, of the reviewers is that it's very character driven, very lumbering, not enough action director. It's a female director from No Man's Land. Uh, they brought in to do this film. And I, I heard there's actually a, a love scene in this movie, too, that, that had some people scratching their heads. Hmm. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. None of these characters I know. I know there's references to, you know, the main Marvel universe, but I, I've got no really no interest whatsoever. Uh, and, and, you know, by the way, I am going to watch Finch, though, this week the tonight, actually, with my daughter. She wants to watch it. It kind of. A Wally meets uh, good reviews I, on that I one. Legend. Now it, it yeah. does have. Is it in some theaters? I believe it's in just a, a handful. A handful. So it, you know, and then it's on, uh, you know, Apple Plus, and uh, Tom Hanks is your star, and he's done this a couple. To remember, last year he had the War movie that came out. Well, Apple they Plus bought that. They, Apple Plus bought that from Paramount. Yeah, um, this one it was made for Apple Plus, I believe. And I listened to him do a podcast, and and yeah. he he's very open to the where you ever you can find a movie and watch a movie enjoy it it's you know he wants the theaters to strive but he's very obviously he's very he wants the theaters to strive but he'll take the big money to do a streamer right they all will it's it is a business it is a i mean listen if you look at uh uh, like this is part of some movie news gal gadot right Mm -hmm. uh her and and dwayne johnson and ryan reynolds red notice right straight to um netflix right yeah it comes out next week actually november 12th yeah I mean, those are three big players in the business. You know, it's another thing that bothered me this week. Not bothered me, and it is movie news, but Gal Gadot, they made the announcements. She signed on with Disney to play the evil queen in another version of Snow White, a live-action version. And the first thing that I said to myself when I read that, all the big stars now, the big names, Mm quote-unquote, because we always talk about how concept drives the industry more than star power. Now, I think so, right? Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Yeah. But 
do these people ever do anything unless they get the big money? Well, like, like I mean, like back in the day, I was trying to think, like when you seen like Jane Fonda doing China Syndrome, right? And and Dustin Hoffman did Hook. You know, he played Captain Hook. Yeah. But you know, he, all the all the all the drama driven material that he did, it feels like nobody's doing that. It's just like. They get okay. Well, you offered you offered the big money. I'll do it. It doesn't really like. I'm not saying they don't put pride in. They don't give good effort and a performance. But do you do anything for the love of it, or is just about the big money? Uh, yeah, I think there's a, some some actors still do that. Um, I you know even back in the day when you know Paul Newman would do Towering Inferno so he can do four other movies, right? So, I mean, it still happens. Um, not as much. Not though. as I much mean, as it, it seems to. like they just want the big money. Yeah, well, it's out there and people are willing to pay. I know. Uh, I, I get it. I understand. You know, uh, and, you know, you still get the, you know, you know, the rock doesn't do anything small. It doesn't seem like it's hard for the rock to be in a. Yeah, no, I'm not talking. But I mean, she could do you would think could. she would look like like let's, like let's da- dab in some serious material. No. Do we know she's capable of it? I don't know. I'm I sure mean, she would get offered it, though, because her name would carry a project. No, Yeah, it, it might. It might. Um, like even Robert Downey Jr. We talk about him. Well, I mean, he took he made all that money, money in the Marvel Universe. Right. Right. As Iron Man. And then and then the only and then he does he does the, um, the what judge, the judge. Right. Right. Robert Duval. But what like this isn't this is a type of talent you would think like decades ago would be bouncing around to. Honestly, he hasn't done anything in quite some time. Right. When was the last time we've seen him just at signed all? on as a supporting role in the next Chris Nolan movie? He did do that Doolittle movie, right? That yeah, tank. he did Doolittle. Yeah. I mean, he got he he took a big paycheck for Doolittle. Did he? Right. I mean, that's my point. Did did he really need to do Doolittle? No, Probably. of course not. But he did it because they drew him a check for twenty million plus game percentage. I know it's hard to turn down. Don't get me wrong; I understand it. And you know, the Omani dollar and human greed is a very powerful, potent force in our, in our culture, especially in this country. But you would like to see them do. Some character-driven, well, serious work too. I mean, mix it up. Let's face it, too. He he played Tony Stark in how many of the like eight of the movies too. So it was hard for him to bounce and around it, and yeah. No, I get it. You know, and do smaller stuff. But he could bounce around now. I He's mean, Tom, Tom, I remember when Tom Cruise started to try to bounce around like M- Magnolia, and then he just went back into the biggest projects available. Right. Which you know, God bless him. At his age, he looks great. He's able to do it and they still pay in the big money. So it's well, great. I'm not, you know what I'm also, not knocking them for it. I'm just saying do something else too. What's also missing is the days of, you know, like the Gene Hackman who would be able to release four or five movies in the yeah. same year. These guys only do one movie a year. Let's face it. Maybe the rock will do two when he's in a big budget, like fast furious and they'll do another yeah. movie. But these guys are very rarely um, bang out three or four movies in a row because the price tag's way too high for them, you know? And uh, you know, Gene Hackman is like one of those, you know, I don't think they ever really broke the bank when you'd cast Gene Hackman as your lead. No, but his movies would somehow make a decent amount of money and he would be able to churn out. I mean, there was a time in the 80s, Chuck, that he would just make five movies a year and and not even be embarrassed about doing it. Well, no, but at least at least they were very pretty respectable films, a lot of them. And he always, gave you know, they didn't go to the, they didn't go to the Walmart uh, DVD shelf like uh, Nick Cage and Bruce Willis. <laughs> One of the things I wanted to bring up, speaking of The Rock, did you see he kind of made big news this week of vowing to not use um, firearms on sets ever again? And yeah. let's face it, his that, that's where it's going to go. No, yeah. it's going to go there. 
You he's just getting so. out in front of it. Let's be honest. Do you really need a, a real firearm on a set? And you certainly you shouldn't put anything in the gun. I mean, there's technology, well, just sound so, effects. Do you really need to put anything in the gun? And not the question, really. And the, the question and on this you look, set. You look at some of the special effects now with the blood and, and you know, did those uh, those little explosives they put on people to pop out blood. They the don't blood do pellets. that anymore. It's all yeah, CGI blood now. I know. Yeah. And here, here's the thing. And those used to be extensive shoot, you know, reshoot, reshoot, yep. reshoot yep. To, to, to get it right. And then, you know, one blood pellet goes off. They had to change their shirt and uh, yep. dress, you know, yep. and it's much more complex. It's much more simplistic now. But um, I, I, I just. You're right. It doesn't need to exist anymore. The point I was making on that set of the movie Rust with Alec Baldwin, my point is, I know evidently he was. Uh, holding the gun at the camera, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, the people who want to, like, you know, take Alec Baldwin to the woodshed. I mean, come on. Like I said last week, he didn't wake up in the morning saying, well, I want to shoot a gun that kills somebody. Take, no, come on. Put this in perspective. Acts, it was a horrible accident. But unfortunately, in our culture, like I said last week, where we play a number, life is just a number numbers game. In a, you know, in a, a physical world, right? Bad yeah. things can happen. Yeah. And it doesn't always have to be somebody's fault. Now, somebody's going to pay the price for this, though. They Absolutely. will, ultimately. But it's Absolutely. probably going to, it's probably going to, it's probably going to be the person whose job was to handle those guns. It's got somebody has to oversee the reality of whose job was it to handle those guns. And it's ultimately their responsibility. Yep. It's going to be a right? big libel case. There's somebody's going to pay out it or, you know, but what. you know, you know, already you, you hear the buzz of, you know, oh, I don't I, somebody put something in the gun, the live round that yeah. did it. And they'll find out. Let's yeah. they They're going to find out what happened. I did get a chance to see Army of Thieves uh, during the past week. Chuck, the prequel to Army of the Dead, which mm-hmm. stars the safe cracker, uh, Matthias Schwieghofer is he's the star here. You talk about two hours of Fuller just to get to the end of a, you know, usually a heist movie is going to have a heist in it. And basically, it's just a build up on how to prepare for a heist, and they never really get. I mean, there's some interesting characters. Um, and so does it feel like they even had a budget? I don't. It feels. I like mean, I, it feels like an extended experimental. Film. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, no, it's an afterthought idea, and there's no zombies in it, so don't look. No, for that. I, right. It, it's a prequel to. I. What's the point? It. It does. It. I mean, the get the guy does have charisma and and yeah. and some screen and presence. That's good. But it, it fits better in a, in a zombie movie where he's a bit player than he's got to carry the whole film with this kind of one note character. I mean, I you're mm-hmm. it, it just does seem like a, a, what you know, I, 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 want, I want to talk about something that we've been speaking about all week off air. I think it's fun for maybe the listening audience to 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 gauge this. Yeah, I told you I'm doing a screening for the East Strasburg University women's softball teams, which is tomorrow night. Uh at, at the Pocono Cinema in East Strasburg. So initially, I wanted to show Kick-Ass. That uh, was my goal. And then they came back and they start wavering on different ideas. And then I sort of pitched 13 going on 30 to go in a different direction with Jennifer Garner or Notting Hill. And then I said, you know, what about San Andreas or Twister to see something big on the big screen? And they then they came back with a bunch of ideas. Let's maybe do a sports film. We are Marshall or remember the Titans and then somebody else on the team had ideas to do a lot sort of like a lighter fluff, like a white chicks 
uh, we are the Millers. Uh, I'm not, you know, it's ultimately their choice. But then they came back. What about showing Jumanji from 2017 with Dwayne Johnson, Jack and, and Jack Black and Kevin Hart? I have a feeling that's the direction they're going to go in. But my point to you is, should I take control and show? And then I had the idea. I pitched him. What about showing the Bad News Bears from 1976? Their softball team. I think they would love that film. So should I in, in, implore my will, or should I cower and just it's let them show whatever they want? What do you think? Uh, my opinion is it's their night. They want to be entertained. Let them watch what they want to watch. But here's the thing. I'm it's not I'm, film I'm, school. Here, here's the thing. I'm springing for popcorn soda, milkshakes, and hot fudge sundays, and orange right. Julius too. I don't get to say here, Mike. Uh, you're it's their night. I mean, I understand. I, I, I just I, it, here's the thing in a parallel universe. I do feel if they if because I know none of them seen it. If they sat down as a team and watched kick ass from 2010, they'd have an incredible time watching hit girl on the big screen. I know they would. Yeah, and they're going to miss would. the opera. They're going to miss the opportunity. They are. That's uh, my opinion. Well, keep us posted on that because I'm I sure will. Thank our you. Audience is dying to, to, to find I, out listen, what I, I I'm just giving some behind the scenes banter of what we do over the, you know, because I, I had a major issue in my life. Yes. What do I show? Yeah. So I'm reaching out to different people, including yourself. Like, <laughs> what do I do here? Uh, all right, Chuck. I just want to ask you real quick, 85 yeah. million through uh, three weeks, Halloween kills what they wanted or not what they wanted. Um, well, you know, once they, once they made the decision to put it on Peacock, the bar had to go down a little. I mean, I think they have to be pretty satisfied with that number, though. What like, about yeah. No Time to Die, 133 million, four weeks? Disappointing. Oh, hands down. Yeah. I mean, worldwide has done 650 going into this weekend. They say it needs about eight to 900 million to break even. Probably, it'll probably break even theatrically. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I thought personally that was going to be the big one that opened the floodgate here in the U.S. I, I was wrong. You know what? I, I think it's going to be Ghostbusters Afterlife, though. It's going to be a big one. Or this Marvel's movie seems like it's pacing yeah. really well, too. You know, But I think Ghostbusters Afterlife could have a, a very big opening weekend and also yeah. have sustainable legs. Well, it's a holiday you know, and it's mass yeah. appeal um, yeah. and it's a nostalgic. I mean, there's very, a lot of things very, very much so. And, it, yeah. and it's generational. Ghost, and it's it's got, generational. Yeah. And it's got maybe the most likable actor of all time in the lead. Um, I, I can't see. The downside of uh, Ooh, Aaron Rodgers is a star. What's his story? Is there and uh, but I was surprised to see you know Venom 190 yeah, million. Paul Rudd. Yeah, uh, good. Venom 190 million through five weeks. Very well. I'd be happy with that, right? Very happy. That movie's performed very well. Yeah. Oh, you know the the 90 minute running time probably helped. Now oh, worldwide, it's only done like you know it's like in the 300 million range. Mm -hmm. and it's not playing as well, or it's not expanded yet in enough territories. I don't know. I got to take a look. At the numbers more uh, closely. Well, before we get into Fast Five and then start looking at some of the Marvel Universe, do you have any other uh, uh, movie news that we need to look into? Any this week in movie history that you had for us? No, I had it on a sheet of paper, but I left it in my car somewhere. That's the kind I of show apologize. prep we appreciate bringing to the table for this show. I uh, apologize. I do. <laughs> no, from the heart, I do. <laughs> All right, Chuck, let's do some Fast Five here. Uh this first weekend in November, as we breeze towards uh, Thanksgiving weekend, let's do some of these actors and actresses. I say their name. You tell me a movie that pops into your head. You ready? First one. We'll start tough. All right. And I'll be okay. interested to see if uh, if you can come up with something here. Alfred Woodward 
is going to be 60, 60, uh, 59, actually. Uh, no, 69. I can't believe she's that old. She looks fantastic. I mean, a, for- Suicide Squad pops in my head, right? It just <laughs> well, does. Um, yeah, but I don't I don't think she's in Suicide Squad. That's what's your uh, name? Vi- that's Viola Davis. Oh, damn. I am wrong. She's in Civil War. She's in Captain America. Um, she's in the Marvel world. Um, let me my help. Bad. You. you want you my want bad. help? You want yeah, help? Give me. I need help. Uh, well, she was in. She plays Shaq's mom. In, oh, she plays one of their moms in uh, in uh, the the uh, Nick Nolte movie, um, the Blue Chips. She's in yeah. that. I thought she was I very like that good movie. in that. Yeah, she's she's in uh, well, she was in the she Grand Canyon back in the day. She was yeah. one of the women in Extremities that were trying to talk uh, Farrah Fawcett out of killing this guy. Um, wow, that goes back. She does a lot. She's you know Radio's mom, I believe, or the principal in Radio. I know you're a big fan and she's done a lot of great TV work. So basically what you're saying is, you know, 12 years a slave, nothing. Alfred Woodard. She was in a disaster movie called the cove or the core that I know you loved. No, no, we'll move on. I, I got to visualize more with her. Um, how about here's All right. We'll get a little easier for you. Then. That was Sally, a tough one. Okay. Sally field. Oh, how old do you think Sally field? No branch. She's, uh, it's a big one. 75, right? 75. She yeah. Looks fantastic. I mean, I, I, you know, how could I not say beyond the Beside adventure right off the bat? <laughs> you, you threw me a bone there. Yeah, I did. Um, is there is there a backup one you might want to pick up? I got to tell you, I like your own brothers and sisters, a TV show. But, you know, the Burt Reynolds stuff. Smokey and the Bandit. How about how about Forrest Gump's mom? Very good. And she's good in Lincoln. Got an Oscar nomination, right? What do you think of her performance in Punchline? Interesting movie with both those stars. I mean, that's what they call. Okay, it is. It's uh, that was sort of a a pedestrian movie. It's not. It's not bad. It's just not good enough. It's it's all right. Uh, what about the epic Norma Ray? She won an Oscar. Yeah. Well, I mean, she, she did that. That movie came out the same year as Beyond the Yeah Beyond the Beside Adventure. I tell you something. I just read an article, right? Because I'm on a Beside Adventure Facebook page. I think you are too, right? Mm-hmm. So somebody posted an interview she did. When she made Beyond the Beside Adventure before the movie came out, and she said in the interview that she enjoyed her time with the actors and right. slammed Erwin Allen, slammed him, wow. and, and basically said he was incompetent and that she tried to help him. Who, who does that <laughs> before the movie's release? I mean, honestly, the studios would, I, you do that now, they frown on that. Bad. I mean, Didn't they would really a- frown on that. She had a good run on ER too, wasn't she on ER for? A few yeah, episodes? she played. She played more attorney's uh, mother. Mother, right? Yeah, who was like mentally uh, uh, a little off balanced. And then, uh, what do you think of her and as Aunt flying May? nun? That's a long time. What about? I, Aunt I thought May? she was a good Aunt May. She's in the cell with the uh, Andrew uh, uh, Garfield. Yeah, Aunt Andrew Garfield. Right? She was. She was good. All right, Listen, speaking- she's she. Sally Field is a huge name in the industry. One she's the had best. a good, a really good career. By all accounts, she's. A really interesting person. So, yeah, happy birthday it's to good. me. To me, it's always been about the the Burt Reynolds movies. After some Burt Reynolds movies, I don't know why she just. And then you know, Mrs. Doubtfire too. She's really good. In she that. had a really. She had the perfect girl next door look. Yep. Right. Speaking, speaking of the Andrew Garfield Spider Man's, yeah. What about Emma Stone? Emma Stone, uh, one of the more likable actresses out there right now, is thirty three years old. Most recently, did Cruella Deville in. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. 
I'm not as big a fan of hers as a lot of people. Oh, I'd like her. I, mean, she's I, don't, I, I don't love her. Great and Easy A, the Zombieland movies. I love yeah. Crazy Stupid Love. I absolutely think she's fantastic in that movie. And I thought mm-hmm. she was great in La La Land, too. I know you're. You've had I'm going to say, listen, if you gave me a choice between her and Rachel McAdams, I, I'm going to bank on Rachel McAdams as Maybe. an appealing as an appealing somebody that I find I would, more, I just find her more appealing on screen. I would say her star shines brighter, though, than Rachel uh, McAdams. Right. A little I, mean, bit. I would think a little think a little bit. Industry, but Rachel McAdams has done very well within the a good career. Don't forget. She's okay. Also, let me ask you a question. Hypothetical. You hold up a picture of Emma Stone, a picture of Rachel McAdams to 100 people on the street how many people know emma stone's name how many people know rachel mcadams name? i think i think more know M- emma stone you do okay yeah. now if you held up a picture of julia roberts how many know well, 90 I mean, that, 90 i'm just saying I'm, I mean, I'm just saying that's not fair right huh that's not really fair that she's not a contemporary i, I mean she's like i get no but i mean they've both had they all these people have had good careers I mean, rachel mcadams has been in a lot of movies so is emma stone yeah well, they know can- their face they may not know their name Right. I say I say, honestly, 100 people. Yeah, but I mean, you 40, look at 40 will know their names. You got to remember em, you got to yeah. remember Emma Stone's yeah. in, in the help, which is I and I, I get it. Movie. And she's I get in it. Uh, the the super bad, which people easy. Yeah. A. I mean, these are easy. I, mean, a, I get it. Rachel McAdams Zombieland. got the notebook and some people saw red eye. I mean, I, I love her, too. It's just that she's not spotlight. She's very good in that. I just mm-hmm. I, I think Dr. Strange. She pound, took a paycheck. Yeah, that pound for pound, I think. And plus, Corella, now you got a whole Disney. Yeah, that's true. Okay, okay, fair. And the Zombieland movies. I mean, yeah. Give me some Rachel McAdams. I I like, don't get me wrong. I'd rather them. How about they do a movie together? You know, that would be awesome. Here's an interesting two two really good character actors we'll end with here who are pretty much on the same projectile projectile as far as um, if you're going to cast somebody, you do good by casting either one of these. We'll start with uh, Ethan Hawke, who turns 51 this weekend who I like much better later in his career than early in his career. I did like reality bites and movies that, you know, uh, things like that. But I mean, to me, some of the stuff he's done late, like I loved him in the magnificent seven, um, the original. I'm going to tell you who, me. I got to tell you, I have a, a, a very strong fondness for the remake of assault on uh, 13. Very good. In uh, that. Assault yeah. on priest at 13. He's a really interesting dude an actor. He's an interesting personality. He likes doing a lot of independent stuff. He has shied away from big, big, big studio films. I told you on the air uh, months ago when we talked about Independence Day, he originally had the role that Will Smith got and then wound up dropping out of the project. Uh, I'm sure he's been sought after for big, big studio films. And he and he goes Midland. Um, He was in the first Purge movie, which was a lot smaller in in budget and scope. Uh, He has this new horror movie out that's getting great reviews. He's a chance taker. He's well-respected in the industry. Make no mistake. Uh, very well-respected in the industry. And, and I, you know, I, I was, you know, when um, the other day I was going through YouTube on my big TV here at the ice cream parlor and uh, like different movies were popping on my head. And I said to myself, yeah, I never saw that. I haven't seen that movie dad with Ted Danson and Jack oh, yeah. Lemon. And Lord- he he's in this. That. He's in yeah. that. Right. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Um, he did that right after Dead Poet Society, actually. Yeah, and, and then yeah. and then uh, go, what, the the Joe Dante movie Explorers, right? Yeah, that was his He's first in. film in eighty five. Right. Yeah, and he then, goes uh, back a long time. He did the remember Mystery Date. He did, and of with, course uh, Training Day. 
he did mystery date with what's her name? Heather Graham, right? Or Heather no, Terry Graham. Polo is uh, Terry Polo. There's sort of Heather Graham, Terry Polo. They're yeah. almost interchangeable at that well, time. I did like him in that war movie, a midnight clear way back when in 1991 as he's, well. He's had a good career, Mike. He's had a real good career. How old I'm is he? You, he's the uh, same age as me, 51. And, and okay, he's, he's still young to do. Yeah. He still got and I really go watch Magnificent Seven. I think he's so good in that film. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And a guy I would equate him to same thing. Can't go wrong if you cast him. Uh, Sam Rockwell, who's 54, uh, 53 this weekend, Chuck. And uh, most recently, you know, he's, he's done some really good stuff. Uh, he played uh, Bush <laughs> in the uh, uh, the, the, Donna, the the Vice movie uh, he played. But to me. My favorite Sam Rockwell, and I bring it up all the time, is The Way, Way Back. One of my favorite uh, movies of the of the 10s, I guess you'd call it. Um, he's very good in that coming of age film. He's great as the villain in the Charlie's Angels, the original Charlie's Angels with, you know, uh, not the original original, but the the Drew Barrymore Charlie's, Charlie's Angels. He's great in Galaxy Quest. And of course, in uh, he's got a great small part in the movie we talked about a little bit ago, The Green Mile. He's really good in that. Um, he plays a real low life. And I liked him in the uh, in the uh, Richard Jewell movie. Oh, he's so good right? in that movie. He's yeah, really he... good. No, he's listen, guys. Can't go guys wrong. Good. No, you can't go wrong. He's going to be the. He reminds me a little bit uh, in the same vein as uh, like Paul Giamatti, right? It's like a Paul Giamatti career. Just a, he's had. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah. Um. Uh. He and, and those and, listen. Those are the actors that really are the heart of the industry yeah, in a like lot of ways. Because, Simmons and because the, you need and, yep. you know. It, it, those, not that they, within the industry, they clearly have the respect. I'm talking about the, the average person, just a lot of, they take these people for granted because they're not, you know, they're not the movie star, right. but they're tremendous actors. And as soon as you see them on screen, you like them, you know them, like the Stanley yeah. Tucci's and the, you know, mm-hmm. the J.K. Simmons of the world. Even that you know, actually, I think, is Eastwood's best movie in a while, the Richard Jewell movie. Yeah, it's, it's, he's really good in that. Too. It's good, a good, good movie. Call on that. And, the, and it's, uh, and it sort of sucked that it did no box office. Obviously. And he won an Oscar for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, which I thought that movie was a bit overrated, but he's so good in that movie. Um, he had to win the Oscar there. He's great. Uh, and he's married to. He's Come married on. to he's okay. He's married to uh, Come on. I, I know he's married. Come to, on. But, Ricky Bobby's wife. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know her, but her name is Leslie Bibb. Leslie, Leslie Bibb. Bibb. Yeah. yeah, Leslie yeah. Bibb. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, that's your fast five, Chuck. Um, Who is in the original Iron Man, right? Or Iron Man 2? Leslie Bibb. Leslie, Leslie Bibb might have been Iron Man 2, actually. Yeah. Uh, okay. She played a reporter. Oh, she did. He's yeah, in that right. movie, though, too, right? He's yeah, in that he movie, is. too. He yeah, is. That's, I was man. just going to bring that up. Maybe that's we, how they met. It could be. It yeah. could be. Uh, let's go to the uh, Marvel Universe, Chuck, because it all started uh, way back when, and it's hard to believe it's 2003. Now, look, we had a couple of superhero movies that, you know, the, the Marvel Universe, like Hulk and the Sony Spider-Man movies were out. So there was some success already been made, although some might argue that the original Hulk movie was successful. It's good. It's just not a action movie at all uh, with Eric Banya and Ang Lee and and what's her name uh, in, in the starring role that lives Liv Tyler. Right. And you had Sam Elliott. But it really started in 2008 with Iron Man. And and that was the first one. John Favreau and Kevin Feige Feig and and Marvel really took off. Um, it's not on my top five, but it is a it's very not on my movie. top five either. It's very good. It got the got the ball rolling. And it really became an iconic role for Robert Downey Jr. back in May 
of 2008. Did we know when that movie was released what would happen next? Probably not. They probably didn't either. Um, they caught lightning in a bottle because whoever made the choice to cast Robert Downey Jr., who was coming off a turbulent point in his life in terms of getting the big studio role, right? I mean, I think it was um, I, I it was uh, what's his name, the producer of Ally McBeal, right? Who gave Robert Downey a shot after he had all these substance abuse? David E. Kelly, right? Gave yeah. him the shot and gave him a substantial role, a, a supporting, a strong supporting role on Ally McBeal, and then it sort of opened the door a little. And then Marvel and Kevin Feige took a shot on him as Tony Stark. And, you know, it, it altered his life and it altered that well, franchise, that, that, who, that entity, you know, in a tremendously positive way. Now, who, in terms of Iron Man, I like the film. I don't love it. Yeah, I like I, it, too. I, it. I like it. I don't um, love it. But you know whose life it also altered was John Favreau, right? I mean, here's a guy, Big character time. actor, and oh, turns into on. a major... Uh, director after that he does yep, Cowboys he and aliens and then starts mm -hmm. blowing up all these iron man movies and, yeah and he's happy as i well. actually like iron my personal favorite i like shane black's iron man three all right the best we'll, of we'll, the three we'll get to okay. that in a bit right. uh, uh, and that same year just a month later the incredible hulk does get released by zach uh written by zach penn people might recognize zach penn um i didn't realize he wrote that yeah but uh You've got uh, the Incredible Hulk. This is the yeah. Ed Norton Incredible Hulk yeah. with, with uh, Jennifer Connelly, right? And uh, William Hurt in the yeah. general role. Yeah. Um, again, you know, as much as I like Ed Norton, just is not the right movie for him. Um, and there's just not enough Hulk for me in this film. It's good. Here, okay, here's the, here, here's the issue for me. Same as the first one. Well, the Yang Lee one's an interesting movie. But <clears throat> here's the problem. I th I always thought, sort of like the Equalizer with Denzel Washington did did on the big screen. I think those I think that type of project in the Hulk. I think it worked better on the TV show as a standalone entity because I think smaller is better right. in that case. Where if he's just if they just contain the character and had him be a fugitive on the loose and you don't have all the big CGI fights. If they just did it like the TV show, I just think it would be so much more effective. With both those movies, I did realize how important the uh, investigative reporter was in those, yes. in those TV show, Chuck, chasing him and trying to figure out the story behind the story. You just never had that you don't kind of need, mystery. You don't need to go crazy big in scale to no. do a whole movie. I will say it Tim works Roth better as a, a it works better as a psychologically character driven dr uh, I only say drama, but um, yeah, I know what you mean. Like a psycho study, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it just works better. And listen, Bill Bixby on the TV show is the reason that guy was iconic in that role because he was iconic too. in that role. And, yeah, and Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, you're right. It, they nailed it. They really did. They nailed. They nailed what it should have been. Uh, but I will say Tim Roth was a good villain in it, um, in, in the Incredible Hulk on, on to 2010. Two years mm -hmm. later, we, we do get Iron Man 2, which a bit of a, a, mis a misfire. It was interesting because it, it wrote on the coattails of Mickey Rourke winning, you know, getting an Oscar nomination for The Wrestler. So yeah. he, had a, he got a little steam. They cast him as the villain and he's entirely miscast here. Chuck. Well, here's the thing. I, I, I think the first half of that film is OK, and it just completely falls apart. And I mean, completely. Uh, it's a, it's a disappointment. Now, when you rewatch it years later, it does play better. I will say that. 
well within you, the pantheon of all the, the other films if you're changing yeah. the channels and it comes on it does play a lot better but as, uh, huh it's interesting because Justin Thoreau wrote that movie um, which, with Favreau directing it as well. Okay. Um, the actor. Uh, I did not realize that yeah, he wrote that film. And uh, yeah, I to me, I don't know. Whiplash, I, right? He's whiplash. Yeah. Mickey yep. Rourke. Um, Silly villain, actually. But yeah, it just didn't work for me. In 2011, yeah. we get the introduction really of, of two people, Thor, but also Chris Hensworth, too, uh, mm-hmm. as as Thor really jumps on the scene. Um Again, I'm not I don't do cartwheels for this movie, Chuck, but it is entertaining mainly because I think the star and you do get a good turn from Natalie Portman in it. It has entertainment a, value, but I, I do. And I, I think he's tremendous in that role. He's a super likable dude. He's a superstar so, in that movie. He is. He, but here's the thing. I think I think he works better uh, almost like Iron Man, but especially him. He works better in the Avenger movies. Yeah, he a works better amongst the others. Yeah, he does. Yes, he bounces he off them better. Yep. Um. I think the first standalone um, Marvel movie that I really enjoyed the most was in July of that year. You had Thor come out in May. Captain America, the first Avenger, comes out in July. And for me, um, it's not the best. It's not my top five of Marvel movies. But this movie I really enjoyed, mainly because it's perfectly cast. You get a great performance from Tommy Lee Jones and a really good villain that harkens back to the Raiders of the Lost Ark and the Nazis. And that, that was a good angle, Chuck. I really enjoyed. And the, the CGI play. is awesome in that movie. The CGI with his body. is really, really good in that movie. But we here's the get- thing about that. Movie. Here's the thing about that movie. It is. Um, um, it feels small in scope, but it's effective. It doesn't it feel like a big, big budget movie. And I think a lot of it has to go to Joe Johnston, right? He's the director of that one. He's got a really good experience in making that type of uh you know, keep it small, but it's also huge in scope as well. Yeah, I get it. Uh, and it feels that way. Yep, it does. And then May of uh, 2012, they all come together, Chuck. And this is in my top five. It's and it's my the top first, five, too. It's the first Avengers. It's Marvel's The Avengers. I don't think there's been a m- moment in the whole history of the of the series, Chuck, that's better than when Captain America tells Hulk smash and then he just goes berserk. It's a and great I, moment. All of the credit. Goes to Joss Whedon here, Chuck, who who really nailed it. Um, he's made some mistakes, obviously, within the industry, but sure. I think but Marvel's The Avengers is a is a high note in the series, and it works on every level, including the last forty minutes. And I would and I and I would in going you know hawking it back to ninety three when we talked about our best movie going experience of all time with a blockbuster being Jurassic Park, and then Independence Day was great in theaters with a crowd, great. Uh, Avengers was great too with a crowd. It's one of the best. That was one of the best event experiences I've had in a theater uh, of all time. It was no, that good. No doubt it was about very it. Very enjoyable. Highly yep. enjoyable. Highly enjoyable. Uh, the next year in 2013, you might want to pick it up here because it's Shane Black's Iron Man 3, which is basically yeah. the first and only Christmas movie of all yeah. the and Marvel all movies. Shane Black, all his scripts are set at Christmas. Todd Lee, the Weapon, the yep. Weapon 2. Yep. Well, um, but Iron Man three, uh, he- kiss goodnight. I, li- I listen, I like, uh, I guess I like Iron Man three. I like, there's something about it because it has a different feel and tone because the kid helps the kid helps. And the kid a lot. helps. Yeah. 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 It does I help like it. a lot. Um, and, uh, all, and Rebecca Hall, if she's in any movie, I'm going to like her. So mm-hmm. it's not in my, is it in your top five though? I was interested. No, I knew it's not. It. It's not. Okay. No. Um, for the dark world, Chuck. And to be honest with you, I, I saw it once. Nothing stands out for me in this film other than the fact that if you're a fan of the actual Thor character, I guess it, you know, it, it 
progresses the storyline here. I just don't remember enough about Thor the Dark World. And that came out in uh, November okay. of 2013. It's, it's okay, but it's more it's 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 midland. It's almost in the like overall uni- cool- in the overall un- Marvel universe. It's 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 an okay movie, but it's not any better than that. All right, the next year in 2014, um, one of my favorites in the series. It is in my top five, and I know it's in yours. Maybe the best standalone of all the Marvel movies, and that's Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Chuck, yeah. this is a great movie if it had nothing to do with Marvel. It's. I think it's the tightest of all Marvel movies, it, and it, it has an intensity to it. It, it keeps you on the edge of your seat, uh, has good characters, uh, Captain America, Black Widow, Nick Fury. Yep. And you the throw in Robert, Red, Robert Redford and a good return to the big screen and an yeah. action movie like that. I think, really it's an ex- I think it's an excellent movie. And it's Anthony and Joe Russo taking over the reins at the first time. And, and you know, they yeah. would get the they would get the big time. They would do the last two Avengers films. Yeah, they got um, rewarded. They, they got, got rewarded. rewarded because they delivered a really great, great. Movie. I agree. 100%. And, and, and it's totally in my top five. And I know it's in yours. And then we get the introduction of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy comes out that same year in August of that year. Chuck, you get Chris Pratt in the role, role of Star Lord here. You, you know, Chris Pratt was, you know, this was big. You got Jurassic World and Guardians of the Galaxy in the same, you know, pr- pretty much the same year. And he becomes a superstar. But this is a really fun, fun movie, Chuck. I'm a bigger fan of the second one. But I enjoyed the original Guardians of the Galaxy back in August. It's on my think- top five. It's on my top five. It is in your top five. Yeah, I mean, James I love Gunn, the music. I love the music. I love the quirkiness. I love the cast. Chris Pratt obviously was a re- revelation. I, I don't. I don't recall knowing much about him before that movie. And the tone is—it's the right tone, and it's very entertaining. It's very entertaining. It's really good. Uh, May May of 2015, we get the next. Avengers movie and of all the Avengers films, Chuck, I think this one might be the filler part of the Avenger films and that's Age of Ultron, although you do get a good turn by James Spader. Yes, he's good here. I mean, Um, I like the movie. I liked it. It works because everybody's in it, but I don't know, you know, again, it seems like filler of all the Avenger movies. This is probably the fourth best one. Would you agree with that? Uh, Yeah, I would. Um, That same year, Paul Rudd joins the crew. And we get the original Ant-Man, Chuck. Um, so my t- it's on my top five. This is a fun movie. It just missed Very my top fun. five. Uh, Ant-Man, of course, Paul Rudd is perfectly cast. And this I is had almost, a really good time watching. This is almost a comedy masked as a Marvel movie. A little know? bit. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of comic. Uh is a lot of comedy in it. Michael Pena is very funny in it. Yeah, yeah um, it's very funny. And how about Michael? Uh, 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 what do you call Douglas? it? Michael Douglas. I mean, awesome. it's it a like, lot. Much like Robert Redford did in Winter Soldier, he adds a lot to that film. And, he, and you know, he keeps coming back too. that's the good thing about Michael Douglas. He he, he did the the further Ant-Man movies as well. He's he's really good and a lot of fun. It's a heist comedy movie that he just happens to be uh, an Ant-Man as well. And, you know, a lot of credit to to the female co-star, too, because let's face it, Evangeline Lilly wasn't really doing much, Chuck, before that. To cast her as the Wasp, she wasn't the Wasp yet, but that was interesting casting. They didn't have to go in that direction. She's no. very appealing in these films. I like her. I mean, I loved her in Lost. And then so. Anthony and Joe Russo come back in 2016 um, and Captain America Civil War. Chuck, I would tell you that this was my I was not a fan of this movie at all. It could have been better. I still like it. The airport scene is cool. The airport scene is good. I'll it's, give you that. It's a cool. It's a cool scene. It's a cool scene. 
But I don't want to spend two and a half hours of watching I, the the heroes fight. I don't. Well, let me ask you a question. What year is this again? 2016. Just five okay. years ago, believe it or okay, not. Okay, now think about this. Now, would that movie have been made during the end of the Trump administration? I don't think so. Maybe not. Maybe because not because it, it, because the reaction you're you're saying right, it would be. I think it would be more enforced from a political standpoint yeah. if, if it was made, especially in the culture. Now we have we have we you know we have really shifted even if, even in a six or seven year period. Yeah, a lot. A yeah. five year period, sixteen seven. Yeah, five. five and it, that's period. really that's really interesting to think about that. Also, in 2016, Doctor Strange. Um, comes out, Chuck, uh, with Benedict. I, I, I like the character. Be- I like the character a lot better in the Avenger movies. I do too. I, I, just I mean, I, I mean, it was like. Here's the thing. I've never been a huge fan of sorcery. Like it, just like other worlds and alternate universes and and uh, different. I mean, he's lines. a great. He's a tremendous talent, and he's he's perfectly cast in that role. He's he good is. in the the movies. Are right. The movies are right. Well, the problem I have with it is once you start altering universes and, and different timelines, all bets are off. You can just say, well, you know what? We're in a different timeline here. So you could say really, Thanos never existed, right? Yeah, it's right. It's like there doesn't it, it, there's no there's nothing at stake anymore. I mean, technically, if they fingers. wanted to bring back Iron Man, you know, they could do it. Oh, absolutely. They could do it. They could do whatever they want. They could bring back yeah. Black Widow, you know, and I know, and, you know, so that's the problem I have. And that was, it's a bit of a cheat. Do I think they would do that? Show. No, but they could. They could. Yeah. Um, then you get Guardians of the Galaxy, but really good year in, in 2017. Back to back, you get Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And what a great months- opening sequence huh? with, uh, oh, Baby with Baby oh, Groot. Baby Groot. How great, awesome was that? I great mean, character. I, I could play that 100 times in a row on YouTube. This one is in my top five, Chuck, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And what I loved about this film is the overtones of religion that that just kind of lingers throughout the entire film, and especially Kurt Russell thinking he's a god and and what the the responsibilities of one would have if they believe that they're god. And I just enjoyed that whole layer above all the action. Um, a great term by Michael Rooker. I'm Mary Poppins. That, that's hysterical, Chuck, when he thinks he's Mary Poppins and um, everybody advances. Uh, I just love that film. Um, and, you know, when you get Kurt Russell thrown on top of it, I, I think that's the best one in a lot of the, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, and I really think it's one of the best five films in the Marvel Universe. I'm a huge fan of that film. And baby, I mean, baby Groot is hysterical. Um, you've, and, and that same year, Spider-Man Homecoming comes out and introduces kind of really for the I know Tom Holland was in the Civil War movie, but you know, we really get to see him really slide into the role here. And Spider-Man Homecoming's got great villain in Michael Keaton, Chuck. This is a real good one. Um, I enjoy it. I mean, listen, it got, he, he's perfectly cast as, as Spider-Man. It's, he's the right look, the right age. Um, it's a good movie. It's, they're good. His Spider-Man movies are good. They, they're, not, they're not as good as Tobey Maguire's, though, the first two. No, I don't think not. so. They're not. They're not. But they're good. They are good. Not in your top five? No. Um, after that, you got Thor Ragnarok, Chuck, which, again, has a whole different kind of tone of the other Marvel world as well, mainly because you had the the, the uh, actor, comedian Taika Waititi is the can director. I, can I go first on this one? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was deflated it about 20 minutes in, and I never recovered. It just I, The tone did not work at all for me. Uh, I don't like this movie, and I and I won't and i know people love it i just the tone is exactly what i didn't want i didn't like it 
And uh, I was I sat there almost bewildered. It just if something doesn't work, it doesn't work. And this movie just went out of it just went off. It just went off the road for me. Yeah, I don't uh, like it. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Thor series yeah. at all. I'm not going to disagree with you there. Yeah, um, we might disagree with the next movie. 2018, the, the worldwide renowned Black Panther comes out and to to everybody's joy, except yeah. Chuck. I remember back in the yeah. day, <laughs> uh, I do like this movie a lot. And Ryan Coogler. The, the guy who brought us Creed and, and mm-hmm. he did this, this Stallone's career. Um, I, I love uh, the character Black Panther, and it's a shame. Obviously, we, we've lost him, but um, yeah, I really like Michael B. Jordan, one of the better uh-huh. villains in the series. I got to be Black. honest, it's, it's another film. I just, it never sucked me in. It sucked me in. I, I did like this one. Me. I did like yeah. this one. Not my top five, but I did like this one. A and lot. I don't think it's exciting. I don't want to knock it. It just it does it, for whatever reason. And this is everything subjective. It's an art. Mm-hmm. It just it just never sucked me in. Well, how about uh, in 2018 Avengers? We get the third Avengers film, Infinity War, Chuck, which has everybody back and, and so much more, including Black Panther is in this one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you get uh, Aunt Elizabeth Olt- Olsen in this one. Is- well, not to look at this in the in Endgame is one movie, though, no? Kind of. Yeah. It, I mean, it, for this purpose, we will look at it as two separate films, but it is, you know, Anthony and Joe Russo did both of them. It's a very well. long movie, though. If, yep. you, if you put them together, it's almost six hours. It's six hours. A lot of fun, too. Let's let's not kid ourselves. This is a really good film um, and not my top five, uh, but still a lot of fun. The second one is not this one. Right. Endgame right. is. Endgame's definitely is in the top five, no doubt. We'll get to that in just a couple of movies here. Chuck Ant-Man and the Wasp in July of that same year as well. The follow up to Ant-Man. Um, and this is where we get uh, Evangeline Lilly as as one of the superstars here. Again, same tone as the original. Same kind of fun. It's just more of the same. We don't get a lot of new stuff in this. Uh, agree. And then uh, you have after that Captain Marvel comes out in March of 2019. And I got to tell you, Chuck, mm. I wasn't expecting a lot out of this movie. I was kind of, you know, me, I, I, I was kind of getting worn out by the whole Marvel universe. So I really wasn't expecting much. I like this movie so much. It's top five. It's my fifth movie. I enjoy I it. Captain it's not Marvel. in my top five, but I do. I do enjoy it. I, I, you know, it's interesting because Brie Lawson, for whatever reason, this movie is very polarizing as Captain Marvel to oh, a lot of the fan base. The right tone. I, I, I do too. I think yeah. she is a, like she's sort of like winking at, winking to the audience a little. She's having fun. Um, I like her look. I like her confidence. And the last half hour of this movie is tremendously entertaining. And, and it's, how, it's good music. It's good music. Yep, a good setting in the eighties and stuff like that. And and how could you not like Goose? I mean, Goose steals the show here, Chuck. And 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 it, and, it, and it gives the origin of how. Nick, Nick Fury. Fury got his eye patch, right? <laughs> and it, it's very funny. Yeah, this is, um, Jude Law's real good too. And, and the, ha- the, ha- the Happy Days lunchbox, it has yeah. a lot of quirky, funny uh, footnotes to it. And um, I, I, you know, it's it, again everything is is subjective. It's not, but this I'm amazed when I read how many people like oh, you got to re- recast her. She's just no. full of herself. No, uh, it doesn't work. I, I liked her a lot in it. All right. Uh, after that, it's the epic. It's the mother of all uh, disaster movie uh, <laughs> Marvel movies. This is this would be the towering inferno of all the disaster movies. And that's Avengers Endgame, Chuck, the towering inferno of all Marvel movies. That's good. Good comparison. Uh, everything is in it and a whole lot more. And, and I tell you, here's the thing with this movie, because uh, sometimes on my icing parlor, I'll put it on like the last 
hour, right? Right. right. So when they're, when they're battling Thanos, and let's right. be honest, Thanos is a great villain, An unbelievable villain. He is a great, and his ideology of his yes. villainy, yes, is very thought provoking, right? Yes. And he's so well cast, Josh Brolin in that role. He's just so good. Um, when they all the heart. The beating heart of those actors and those characters is in full force in the last 45 minutes. And it's Absolutely. very powerful. Absolutely. It's very When Spider-Man, you know, when, when Tony Stark is dying and Spider-Man says, Mr. Stark yeah. and, and Gwyneth Paltrow. And, uh, and then that sequence when he says, I am, I, I am Iron Man. Yeah, I mean that brought the house yeah. down. It's pretty powerful stuff, and it, yeah. it, it's a good movie. Everything works in that movie. And the downer of Infinity War, the end of that movie, you know, it's like really re- the, the the problem I had with with the beginning of Endgame is it's a bit of a cheat with the whole go back in time and all that stuff. I wasn't a huge fan of all yeah. that. But what I do you think of the it. female empowerment scene in that movie? I like yeah. it. And some people mock it. Though. Yeah, I, it, it they thought it was a little too much. Yeah, it seems a little tagged on, but. Um, there's some I mean, everybody gets a chance to shine in this film. Everybody does. And 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 you've got to give credit to I don't know how much is CGI, but um, spoiler alerts, Tony Stark's funeral. Every character in the entire pantheon of Marvel is at that funeral. And it was tremendous, Chuck, even if it wasn't all real. It didn't matter to me just to see everybody there. It was so emotional. And I thought that was very well done to even have the the. The, the wherewithal to say we need everybody to make an appearance at Tony Stark's funeral. And I thought it was so highly effective. Yeah. I mean, again, to get all that talent on screen, it, it ain't easy to do. No, it's not. It's not to do it, was, it right. It's hard. And it's funny. It's the epic conclusion of all the Marvels. But then just a couple months later, we get the next Spider-Man movie far from home, which is a lot of fun. Although I don't like the, the ending, um, at all with J.K. Well, Simmons it, popping up, but yeah, everything yeah, else, isn't it? That was an interesting choice to have him. Yeah, um, but I do like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as the villain. I think there's a lot of great action scenes, including the Eiffel Tower. I thought that was very. But well now done. you know, you just made me think of something. They bring back J.K. Simmons, right? Yeah. But now the storyline in the next film, when they multiverse, that's yeah. the reason, right? Yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, that would be the reason they did that, right? Yeah, that's absolutely why they did it. Um, to, yeah, to, to, to kind of extend because he is a he's a James Jonas of the Sam universe in the in the in the Sam Raimi movies, right? Yep. I mean, in, yep. in the in the, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man universe, right? Yep, yep. Um, okay, so and then that pretty much does it until this year. We had three Marvel movies come out this year: Chuck, Black Widow, Shang Chi, and this week's Eternals. Well, they're going in. They're going in a much more interesting direction, and I say interesting in the respect that the 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 first tier, they're going second tier, third tier now, and we're going to see if they can sustain their popularity with these characters. Well, here's what's coming up. You've got uh, after Eternals, of course, we're going to get Spider Man, the next one, No Way Home, but before the end of the year. Next year, we'll get Doctor Strange again. We'll get Thor yeah. again, and we'll get Black yeah. Panther again. Um, which will now, be the interesting part about the new Thor movie is they bring in Natalie Portman again, but as a, as she's going to become the female Thor, which is I don't know how they plan on fixing that, doing that. And then um, in 2023, you're going to get the Marvels. You're going to get Guardians of the Galaxy and you're going to get another Ant-Man movie, Chuck, Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, yeah. Quantumania. So um, these aren't going away. And eventually- yeah, about that rumor that in, in the quantum 
in the quantum realm of the next damn man movie, Bill, Bill Murray makes a cameo. Bill Murray makes a cameo. You hear that story? <laughs> I didn't, but that's funny as hell. Um, you'll get another Fantastic Four eventually. And of course, you're going to get plenty of TV series as well. You're going to get uh, Hawkeye in a TV series on yeah. Disney+. Plus. So well, I think they could do well. I think Marvel will, will, could, will do Fantastic Four right. And you know they're going to take the X-Men and do certain things. I mean, they, they get, there's a lot of different possibilities with Fantastic Four versus X-Men. They could, do, they could go in a lot of different ways. I mean, the, the, the possibilities are, for the most part, still endless. I mean, you're not dealing with Robert Downey Jr., who's a major force in that franchise. Or Having Chris, said or that, Chris Evans, for that matter. For now, he, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I, I mean, really, the you know, Scarlett Johansson is apparently done as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where? How come no standalone Mark Ruffalo Hulk movie? I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, it's a good question. I was just going to poise that to you, but I, I think the answer to that question is the studio, for some re- ever, for some reason, deems that it would not be radiate among the fan base like a Spider-Man movie. I disagree. I would argue too that. You know, let's face it. In the last two Avengers movies, there wasn't a heck of a lot of Hulk, Chuck. No, and I didn't like what they honestly, I didn't really I wasn't really thrilled what they did. No, with the the speaking Hulk. Yeah, the halfway Hulk, right? Yeah, I'm not like, ah, no, Hulk just like Hulk. He's in one or the other Hulk Hulk smash. smash. I think that's what the fan base wants. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go through our top five real quick because we don't really rank them. My top five is uh, Captain Marvel at five, Avengers Endgame four, Guardians of Galaxy two. At number three, Marvel's The Avengers at uh, at number two and Captain America Winter Soldier is still my favorite Marvel movie. Yeah, I went with Ant-Man is five Guardians of the Galaxy, the original at four Avengers Endgame at three. The Avengers, the first one, Josh Whedon's two. And I went with Captain America Winter Soldier because I think it's the tightest. It's unbelievable. And the most compelling of all the Marvel movies. Yeah. Again, it doesn't have to be Captain America and it's still going to be a good it's movie. It's so right? well made, too. It's yeah. so well made. I remember sitting in a theater watching it going, wow, that's really well done. Yep. And it didn't need to be three hours of craziness. You know, it's just it's, it's just a good flick. And so one yeah. drawback of Endgame. I mean, it it does. I mean, three, do we need three hours, Chuck? I don't think we need. Well, it. you don't pop it in as a passable time killer, right? No, no. It, yeah, it almost it almost reached the Irishman length. But, yeah. So my but, question, should I do kick ass tomorrow night for the girls softball team? It tells me you want to throw you might want to throw Avengers Endgame in there. Mm, no, <laughs> I would uh, come three. I don't think they're going to spend three hours. Three hours. But, yeah. <laughs> all right, Chuck, we will do all this all over again next week. You, you have a good one. All right, pal. Mike, uh, always a pleasure to the listening audience. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media.